and um, this is our A to Z Parent Talk podcast, and we are on uh, a new lesson today, and we're going to be talking about sleep patterns for babies. Um, The last few um, lessons that I've shared with you were about babies, so we are continuing on at that age level right now. And newborn babies, as some of you who have already had newborn babies, uh, might know that they sleep uh, a lot. And not always when you want them to sleep. But as a new parent, you will find out exactly what your baby's sleep pattern is. And if they're going to be able to sleep through the night, that's probably not going to happen right away as a newborn baby. Um, they are probably going to be sleeping from uh, 9 hours to 18 hours, anywhere in there. But they are going to be doing it in uh, different stages throughout the day. And it really does depend on the baby what their, what their schedule is going to be. Uh, A lot of times, whatever was going on while they were in the womb and you were pregnant with them is probably what is going to be going on once they're born. So if they were a baby that kept you awake a lot at night and they were moving around a lot, they're probably going to be um, night babies. Or if they uh, had times during the day when they were very active, then they probably will be active during that time uh, once they're born also. Um, So this will go on for a month or so. And um, then once they get used to being with mom and being in the environment and with their dad and they're getting used to a routine of um, feeding, either breastfeeding or bottle feeding, and then they're going to start to get a pattern for themselves that works for all of you Um, and you will be helping them by keeping them on a little bit of a schedule so that they can get used to um, not being awake all night long and um, they might be looking at you and uh, wondering well I really don't, I'm not tired, mom, but like, I wish you would just entertain me. So in those times when they're not really sleepy, um, but you might not be on that same schedule, you might need to help them uh, get comfortable to get a little of that energy out by playing with them a little bit and then getting them to the point where they they get sleepy and want to go to sleep. Um, at, the, at one to two months old, they're going to be um, sleeping a little bit better pattern for you and being on a more of a routine. Um, they still might not be sleeping through the night at that age. Um, they could probably be waking up um, off and on throughout the night. Well, they, some babies could sleep for five hours at a time. 
so maybe they're not going to bed till they're not going to sleep sleep for a long period till midnight and then they wake up at five in the morning but it really depends on your baby and the pattern of sleep they've had in the womb and what is going on in your environment in the household um, then at uh, two to three months that is when they they might be sleeping um, more during the night so that you're getting better sleep they're sleeping a little longer um, but you have to be patient understanding and understand that they're just trying to get their needs met so um, and I've talked about before that one parent might be better than the other at getting up in the middle of the night with the baby and so to avoid frustration um, it's okay if it's dad and then let dad get up hold the baby play with the baby get the baby changed rock the baby sing to the baby whatever the baby uh, is needing at that point sometimes babies just have a wet diaper and then once you uh, feed them again they'll be right back to sleep so you just need to check all the things that they might need and eventually they get tired enough that they fall asleep and they might like just being rocked to sleep instead of laying in their crib alone so that is a choice that you have and that changes all the time uh, when I was uh, had my babies and they were little uh, nobody was telling us uh, don't let your baby sleep in your bed uh, don't let your baby sleep in your arm um, there are pediatricians now that tell you not to let your baby sleep in your bed uh, we had an extension on our bed um, so the baby could nurse in the middle of the night and then roll over onto their little extension bed so it made it easier for me not to have to get up go to the crib and get them but not everyone wants that or chooses that and um, I was I was never really afraid that I would roll on my baby because I was very aware of where they were um, other people who are very hard sleepers are a little fearful of that and that's okay because you really don't want that to happen so um, if it's better for you to have the baby in the bassinet or crib uh, play and pack sometimes people use those when they're very little um, then that's what you do um, some people are doing the um, uh, the word of it again this is my brain fog thing happening um, but when they get a little bit older than that then they're going to be sleeping um, even longer so and and like I said it can fluctuate depending on the child all the way from one to nine months um, the sleeping patterns can um, get extended out now they are probably going to be taking two naps a day as they get a little bit older here um, from like three months to four months 
they'll be taking little longer naps at a time. And then that develops into um, your routine as they're getting older at six months and they're starting to crawl around. They're going to be um, getting more tired easier or longer, uh, wanting to sleep longer with a longer nap. Um, because they're using a lot of energy and they're learning a lot of things during that time. And so when they are um, in that six months, five, six months old, um, they're probably going to be taking a little bit longer naps. And But they'll still be taking probably two naps until up to the point where they're um, nine months to a year when they start walking. And um, so, and it depends on the routine that, that you have or their daycare has. Sometimes daycares have a certain time. They do nap time and everybody takes a nap whether they want it or not. <laughs> and, um, and so all the way up until they're probably uh, two years old, somewhere between one and two, uh, they might start weaning themselves off of having two naps. And then they may be taking one longer nap. And then by the time they go to school, um, they probably have one nap. Maybe some days they don't have a nap. And then when they get into a preschool situation, they definitely have to take a nap still. Uh, even if they're just resting and then by kindergarten they've kind of progressed all of this up to the point where preschools like kindergarten used to be and now uh, kindergarten is no nap so um, is that good or bad that's that's a decision you have to make for yourself um, as because I was a substitute teacher and I've been in all age groups of uh, classrooms, um, it was hard for those kindergartners not to have a nap. And they get very tired and um, they do a lot in a day. And let me tell you, you should love your preschool and kindergarten teachers. They work very hard and they do it all day long, every subject, and hardly get a break. So, um, and most elementary teachers, those age groups are very hardworking teachers. So you should love those teachers up with whatever you can do. And we used to be able to go in and volunteer a lot during those times and help that teacher out. Um, there's less of that now because of all the different situations going on in schools. Uh, but if you can have that opportunity to do something for their classroom or for the teacher, um, take that opportunity to do that because they really are awesome in what they do and how much energy it takes to teach those grades in elementary school. And and above that, they're awesome also, but they have a different level of, um, of student 
who we're hoping are more responsible. So, and they also get, uh, usually they're teaching one subject by junior high, uh, high school. So, and even in um, middle school, or with six, seven, eight, every state is different in that how, what grades they have. But anyways, I just want to tell you that taking care of the little ones um, all day long is a big job and uh, so they they deserve some um, positive strokes from parents um, then a baby by the time that they're all crawl, well by the time they're a year 13 months some babies wait a little longer especially the ones who have siblings um, and they start walking then they take off like crazy and um so and then in certain situations you're going to have to be more flexible about sleep patterns and naps if you're in someone else's home and um there's a different schedule and there's a lot of people around and maybe you're not sleeping in the bedroom and um you know you have to wait for someone else to go to bed before you can go to sleep or um, maybe there's more noise in that house. Uh, everyone gets used to their own environment and what sounds are around them. Like you don't realize, like I live in a place where they're very close to the hospital. I hear sirens all day and night. Um, it's not, you know, all day and night, but when you, you hear them, uh, there's helicopters that go over because of the hospital. We have an Air Force base, so the, there's uh, sometimes jets fly over, or their uh, Homeland Security has a helicopter that flies over. So all of those, oh, and the airport has planes flying. So I am so used to all of that that I hardly really, I mean, I know what time of day certain things happen, but I don't really pay a lot of attention to it because I'm used to those sounds. Now, if you live and your children will be the same way, if you have a really loud heater that kicks on or water heater or the uh, fireplace, whatever it is that's near where you're sleeping that you can hear, um, that child might get used to that noise. I know some people have gotten used to a white noise in their room, like a fan or um, they have a humidifier because they, they have some issues with allergies and asthma. They might grow up with a humidifier and they get used to that sound. And sometimes if they keep that um, noise in their sleeping area for a long time, they have a hard time going to sleep without that. So um, that's just things that I, experience with people that um, that I know so I also know that some people they like complete dark and others like to have some light so um, and that the sleep pattern people will tell you probably that's not a good thing to have a light on but I have always slept with the light on and um, my husband had to get used to it because I'm so used to having that light on. 
I like to be able to see when I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or whatever I need to do. I like to open my eyes and know I can see where I'm going. Um, there might be other reasons for that, but um, that's the only one I can think of right now is that that's just the way it's always been. Now, my children, there are some that like complete dark and some that might have a light on. I don't know. Actually, they're all grown up, so I'm not sure what they're doing now. But, so you have to be, you can be aware of all of these things. If it's something that, um, if you want your children to get used to sleeping in the dark. But if your children are waking up and maybe they're having a night scare of some kind, that's where the nightlight thing comes into play. And that's how come we have them people nightlight in the hallway so they can get to the bathroom or a little night light in their room so they feel like more comfort that they can see um so you have to work all those things out with your children as they get older and it might come into play pretty quickly after you know they're one one and a half um and you have them sleeping in their room um alone and um, you know, they're in a crib or a plant pack or a bed that they cannot get out of because you don't want them to fall out. Um, you might be having them wake up with crying and things more. And you'll know if it becomes a routine pattern that maybe they need that little nightlight on and assurance that they can see if they need to wake up in the middle of the night. So, um, as usual, it depends on your child and you as a parent, what you choose in uh, the sleep patterns for your kids. You'll notice their sleep pattern, and some people will try to change it so it will fit better with the family, um, and sometimes it just naturally happens. Um, if there's a lot of siblings, uh, that child uh, might be um, the littlest one and maybe by the time they're you know one years old they're not walking yet but there's a lot going on and mom just has forgotten what time it is or when they're going to get there now and they might just curl up on the couch or grab a blankie and go on the floor and fall asleep you just don't know how it's all going to go, depending on how many kids you have and how much time you have and how organized you are with uh, all of your schedules. Um, that depends sometimes on you, uh, what your personality is. I know moms that are super organized, like so organized I can't even fathom it really because they are just those kinds of people they have an organized uh, pantry they have an organized clothing they have organized household they have an organized everything is organized and it is on a schedule now a lot of military families uh, tend to have more of that because that is how the military runs so when they're on a military time and they're on that kind of schedule, a lot of times that will be the patterns for them. They're more um, 
organized and they're more about getting on getting your schedule on time to every every down to the minute and um, if that works that works great for you now other people might be um, less uh, scheduled you know they they know it's been oh it's been about two or three hours we better feed the baby it sounds like they might be hungry where um, someone else will be like okay it's two hours we're feeding the baby okay two more hours we're feeding the baby so it really just depends on the person and what you um, believe works and for you and what you've learned um, I've had I had an aunt who was very uh, um, scheduled because of the way that she was raised and um, she just happened to be uh, from Germany and her babies were on a tight schedule and she had twins and uh, those babies were unbelievably chunky let me tell you they were just the cutest though but very chunky babies very uh, well fed and she was the tiniest thing you ever saw and she would carry those two twins around it was pretty amazing so you know it's it's all gonna be okay however you decide to do it just make sure you're meeting their needs that's the bottom line as long as their needs are being met um, you get to decide how how your schedule goes and how your household rests okay and I will be back uh, to bring you another lesson come back and see what we're talking about